Hello and welcome to Sky Pirate Podcastaways. I'm your host, Jason. Help! I'm drowning! Oh, I'm, I'm in the sea! Oh, oh god, this is this is the end. Oh, wait, what's that? What's that over in the distance on, on steering a pirate ship? Is that... Is that Joey? Ahoy hoy. Oh man, here here he is, and someone's thrown me a life preserver. I think I think that's Kevin Stott. Ah, uh, d- grab grab a hold. All right, I'm grabbing a hold. I'm I'm going on the ship, but let me let me get a look at that ship. Is is that boat Max? What? I, why am I the boat? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't have any more spaces on the ship, so you're a boat, okay? I was gonna say beat to quarters because I read novels about tall ships. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Instead, you get to say, toot, toot. Wasted. Yeah, toot, toot. The famous boat line. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Max. <laughs> but, um, yeah, here we are. We're all here to talk about video games, to talk about life's greatest pleasures, and, uh, uh, to talk about children and as to, well, and to we also all have kids here to also help usher in a new golden age of video games. We can do it, mm-hmm. boys. I believe it. That sounds a little third Reichy for my tastes. Oh, oh. Why not? <laughs> there hasn't been one yeah. in video games, and uh, I feel <laughs> no, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what? There hasn't been a golden age. Hasn't been a third Reich, and there's not going to be one. Oh. And we're not going to be the ones that start it. I'm going on yeah, record. We're, we're bringing it in. We're going to kill all other video games. This is not. This is not. I'm not on board with this. Oh, <laughs> well, you're on board the boat of Max. Um, so what everyone? What has everyone been doing lately? As far as Sky Pirates games going, we're we're gearing up and we're gonna mm. we're gonna get some work done and we're gonna finish first game and then more games. Yep. It's getting so, real close. When, do you have we'll a be, we'll be, do you have a release date for this here game? Uh, not yet, but we're thinking we're we're just about to push into some heavy testing with you know a lot more users and okay. stuff. So you know we're in the last cool. t- five ten percent of development of this this bad boy. Awesome. Excellent, excellent. Um, what yeah. about you, Max? Have you got anything else on uh, that would be on right at this moment that you might be Well, out on? as I'm sure you guys have all noticed, I'm a bit sweaty. Um, I've been watching some sports ball on the TV all morning, <laughs> oh. so... Yep, it's uh, NFL playoff season, so... Oh, of right. course you guys oh, know I that. I know you watch NFL. Um, that is right. Yeah, so... But I'm I'm happy to be here and talking about um you know life's great pleasures and mysteries. Uh, awesome. So let's get into like, it. Who is God? <laughs> well, usually what do you f- think, guys? The, well, like, they're usually the same thing: the great pleasures and the great mysteries. I found. Yeah. Yeah. Is God more of a like an X-Bone guy, or is he a PS4 dude? Or does he like the Tiger <laughs> handheld uh, LCD games? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty I sure he likes that, those. That's what God got Jesus for Christmas, was a <laughs> Tiger handheld, like, Halo. <laughs> I bet God was, like, really bad about buying presents for Jesus. Like, he has no idea what he likes. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't so get he just, it. He's he like the, an Atari yeah. instead the of man the, at, yeah, the man at the store said Weak you'd want vision. this one. 
<laughs> Damn it, Dad. Oh. No. I didn't want Lee Carvello's parting challenge. <laughs> um, so, uh, now that we're talking about the video games and the best ones that are on the Atari Lynx, <laughs> Jaguar, and all those classic consoles. But there's a new there's a new console coming out that is they want it to play cartridge based games and they bought the they bought all the wow. old molds for the Atari Jaguar so it just looks like a Jaguar. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember saying that. That's so funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I've been but playing. They, just, they didn't. Go ahead. I've been playing. I'll just finish. What? All right. I've been playing Arkham Knight. <laughs> I've just been clearing up. I'm gonna do all the. I'm gonna do all the Riddler stuff. Um, uh. really done. There's a there's a lot of stuff where, like, there's a really kind of stuff that was like really integral in the past games in Arkham Knight get used for like one puzzle, like in, in Asylum and City you did a lot of using the bat claw to pull off a grate that was high up. But in this, you just use it once to get a trophy. Using, like, the line launcher as, like, a perch point for... It was something you did in Origins a whole lot for areas where there wasn't any, like, gargoyles or anything for you to grapple to. But this one, you just use it one time because, like, the Riddler's got a force field that you need to get above. Yeah. It's weird. And I've also been playing Pokemon Picross, which is good. It's a good Picross. Have you got a feeling about uh, it? Now, uh, if no one if no one knows how to play uh, Picross, it is actually a, a, a friends game, and uh, it's a game where you have an image of the friends, and you have to uh, pick the best one. So you pick Ross. <laughs> uh, okay, good, good, excellent. Nice Thanks, one. everyone. What have you been <laughs> Thank playing? You. Mate? It's I'm been leaving. All night. See you later. It's it's weird because it's got um, like it's free to play. But it, it deals out, instead of, like, the the way that it deals out your, like, playtime is, it's, like, a minute per, like, move. So it's like a crossword game or something where you have, like, a hundred letters you can put down and then it takes a minute for them to each recharge. It's really weird. Okay. Mm. Is that, so, Kevin, are you playing that for the pick or the Ross part? Are you a, you a Pokemon guy? Not really, like most of the Pokemon that the like so a Picross is kind of like a Sudoku or something. But at the end, you like what you're puzzling out is like a little picture of it, something. And so in this yeah. one, it's all pictures of Pokemon. Most of the Pokemon I don't recognize because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all new ones. Um, yeah, I'm more. Yeah. I'm. I like the. I like a Picross, and I think this is a good Picross because I wouldn't want to play like something like a. Playing a Picross on a phone or a tablet or something, I imagine it would just be really picky with the kind of touchscreen because it gets kind of... When you're doing like a 20 by 15 grid, it gets, yeah. gets pretty touchy and it's more useful at the stylus. Um, uh, well, uh, with that thing, I've been playing um, Paint It Back on the iOS. Have you guys heard of this? No. No. Um, it, it's a it's a Picross clone essentially, but how it deals with that problem is that I've been playing it on um uh an, an iPad, so I don't really have to get too finicky. But it fixes this by having you uh, focus on particular parts of the puzzle. So you'll zoom into like a one like a fourth of the puzzle and do that, and then 
zoom into another fourth of the puzzle, and, and, and it's a really, uh, it's a pretty good uh, solution to that problem. Uh, but Kevin, uh, have, how much of Pokemon Picross mm. have you played? Would you say? I'm up to the first kind of part where the levels kind of branch off. So as this is the first part mm. where it's just kind of getting serious, I guess. Yeah. Well, you're about to be in for a shock because there's a time, like you know how you have to use those points to unlock the next area. Yeah. Uh, there will come a time when you will not have enough points to unlock the next area, and uh, you have to go either pay money or go back for several hours and just grind out the same levels over and over. Um, and get... that really sucks. Wait, I hate Pokemon Picross. The... Do you get the things if you replay the levels? I've just been I don't doing... know. I don't... I've gotten them sometimes. I don't think that but... you do. I've just been... I've been um, just doing the daily training every day. And they yeah, you but you don't... I like do that. that, and you do not get enough to go through. You have to do maybe, like, for a week or two uh, per day, you know, to be able to get through there because it doesn't give you enough. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just how... That's just how a, a free-to-play thing kind of works. Um, well, for fuck, fuck that, no. No, it isn't. <laughs> if you're playing a free-to-play thing, then it lets you... It'll let you progress. It doesn't make you grind out for ages. That's poorly designed free-to-play stuff. That's fine. I, That's I shitty. I, I don't mind doing the training. It's a, you know, it takes two minutes. You're trying to push, because, like, you have, it just gives you, it just generates some really small puzzles for you to do, and so they're pretty easy, and then it gives you a time limit, so you're just trying to do them as fast as you can, and then if you pass them, you, like, level up, and it's more puzzles or, you know, a different amount of time or whatever. So that's just a fun thing. That yeah, that, that's morning. fine. Like, the actual playing them is fine. It's just that you only do them once a day, so the only chance you have to play that game other than if you pay money and put, you know, so you can go to the next area, then you're, you're stuck doing that forever before you can progress. When I can just pop out, like, Picross on the Game Boy or, or paint it back or, like, a bunch of different other free-to-play versions on the iOS, and you can just pop those in and play, you know? Yeah, sure. It's it's kind of it's kind of lame, I think. Yeah, I'm well, a big Picross just, fan though, so I'm particularly just picky, to, I guess. They're just trying to make money, I guess. Yeah, cool. I um, need passion in my games, Kevin. I, I would <laughs> I would buy some other stuff for it, but because it has those kind of it has these like little I don't, like in other games they have these things that I packs of all this shit, and it's like one time off. No, that's garbage. Get rid of it. <laughs> But in this one, I just yeah. got, like, pay a buck and you get twice as usual. You can only use it once, so it's just like a kind of taster or something. And I'd do that, except for if, you know, to add any money into, like, my Nintendo wallet or whatever, I have to put $10 in. I'm not going to do that if I just yeah, want this $1 thing. Poopy. Actually, um, I, I had a good experience with the, the Wii U eShop recently when I was uh, playing Mario Kart and, um... I wanted to get the DLC, and um, if you've got like four dollars in your account, and and the DLC is like a, I don't know twelve dollars or something, it'll let you just pay that twelve dollars rather than like topping up twenty dollars, which I yeah, thought was yeah. really cool. They should do that on the 3ds. Is that I cool, think. or is that just how things should work? <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> that is a good question, Max. And I, I think your uh, assumption is correct. Uh, Nintendo is living in the Stone Age. 
I mean, they just want to maximize the amount of money they can get. Is all that's like? Do you get? They get more money by putting in twenty dollars, and then they think you're going to use that remainder. And if you don't have enough to buy a game with that remainder, you'll put in more twenty dollars, and um, the cycle will continue. Mm. I guess is the idea. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really anything we can do about it <laughs> because it's there. It's the thing. It's the third Reich of video games. <laughs> uh, I mean. <laughs> I was just going to say it'll be interesting to see how the NX might handle that sort of stuff because they, if they want to compete with services like PlayStation and Xbox where it's that's like that online stuff is so competent, particularly on the Xbox. Xbox Live is superb. Um, it'll mm. be interesting to see if they really up their game with the online stuff because, like, I mean, in, in this day and age, it's ridiculous that, you know, for Super Mario Maker, if you want to share a level that you have to have this code ready to share with people, that it's not just like a, some sort of social network light how that works. I, I, I just think that that's something that they really need to get their head out of their butts with. Mm. I mean, you're definitely right, but for, for the case of Mario Maker, that's actually changed. You can just uh, send a, a URL from your account using this new Mario Maker browser. It's not the best solution, but it's more it's much better than putting in a fucking code every time. Yeah. That was really lame. I think right they're on the way. Maybe. They've kind of... Yeah, they're, they're slowly getting there. It's just slow because they're Nintendo. They've done, <laughs> you know? like, they've got every, everyone's got their, like, Nintendo accounts and stuff now. So yeah. that stuff will probably carry across, and I imagine that the NX will have good stuff for that. Hmm. Um, I've been playing Sky Rogue as well, which is an early access game on Steam, which is like a, it's got kind of, the aesthetic is like, like a weird old like Sega, like racing game or something. Mm. Like it's, it's 3D, but like flat shaded, like really low poly, like in between the PlayStation and PlayStation 2. And it's like a flight it's like a, it's not, it's like a very arcadey flight simulator thing where you just kind of fly around and you lock on to dudes and you shoot them down. And there's generated islands and it is a good time. Cool, cool, cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's got, it's got a good soundtrack. It's got all like good sound effects and stuff, right? I'm pretty sure like the sound effects are just, if not exactly the same, are definitely inspired by the ones from like. Uh, Star Fox 64. Cool. Because that's definitely part of what it's going for. Mm. Do the characters talk like... There's there's not any characters. So no. (laughs) How's it meant to have that Sega charm if it doesn't have like a hundred different characters? It's got a bunch of different ships. Project (laughs) X-Zone. Jesus. Cool. I like (laughs) ships. And I also like Joey Vanderveld. What have you been playing, Joey? I haven't been playing much, actually. I haven't had a chance to been, you know, play much, but what have I been mm. doing? I've been playing a lot of Squad. I've been sinking, like, on my downtime, I've been sinking a lot of hours into that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Medic class for it, uh, lately. That it, It's scary. Um, you know, last night I was reviving a dude. They're all down bleeding in the field, and I run over to them, and I'm trying to patch them up. And they get up to, like, a stable position only to get shot by, like, enemy tracers that are just coming out of nowhere. It, yeah, I was telling Kevin yesterday, it feels like that scene in Saving Private Ryan when they're storming the beaches of Normandy. And, uh, oh, man. 
Yeah, and the medics like patching up a dude that's bleeding, and he stops the bleeding, and then all of a sudden you hear, see this ping on his helmet get shot in the head, and he's like, "Just give us a fucking chance." Um, that game is just fucking nuts. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, been learning how to like properly play as a unit, and you know, I think my next like big go- uh, goal on that is to start maybe tackling squad leader, um, being able to like lead a, a squad and communicate with the other squads to, you know, take objectives, etc., etc. Um, so proud that, of you. Yeah, thank you. I'm becoming Getting a real promoted. Armor. Yeah, exactly. No no more just standard grunt for me, you know. Um, mm. What else? I've been playing some Heroes and Generals, which is a free-to-play game, um, World War Two. I think I briefly mentioned it. Uh, I've been working on my tanker class. Um, games, stuff's so expensive in that. Like, it it really is putting up like paywalls, you know. A tank costs like thirty thousand gold or something, and no, sorry, thirty thousand credits or something like that. Or you can buy it with, you know, two thousand gold, which is you know, 20, ten twenty bucks. And oh. but you know, that game's kind of fun if you if you sink enough hours into it and you don't have to you know, buy all these crazy new tanks or new guns and stuff like that. But yeah, it's fun to ch- check it out. Um, if you want a fun free-to-play in World War Two, because there's not a whole lot of that stuff going on. So here's hoping for the new Battlefield to uh, be a World War Two shooter. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, like, yes. I've been watching like a lot of like polls and, and stuff from people saying, all right, give us your, uh, your kind of perfect Battlefield game for the one that's coming out. And a lot of people are like, yeah, World War Two, bring it on. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I think, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, forum threads and, and articles about it, but interesting to see like a whole other theatre of war, you know, like Africa and, and all that kind of stuff, because we've had the Pacific and, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, because sort of, you're seeing less and less, you know, Call of Duty used to do a lot better than it is now, mm-hmm. and you're seeing less money uh, being, uh, you know, put into, as in selling Games being sold as like modern shooters or like futuristic shooters, so I wonder if they're ever going to, you know, yeah, go back, go back right? to basics well, with more of that World War Two kind of stuff. I know, I know, Rising Storm, which is the kind of multiplayer component to Red Orchestra Two, they're they've gone fully mm. standalone now, and they're doing a squad based uh, Vietnam shooter. Um, so oh, that should be cool. Yeah, um, but I think I don't know. Going back to World War Two, I don't know the. You're relying less on like these crazy technologies, and it, I think it kind of helps focus on team play because you know you don't have to rely on dudes that are jumping all over the map and being their own solo mm. players and stuff. But yeah, I think it might be time for that again because the last time there were World War Two games, there was an absolute dirge of them. Like they yeah, were everywhere exactly. in like the early two yeah. thousands. You know, yeah, it hurt, I, I, it hurt a little bit, but. I, I think it's yeah. been a while since we saw a game set in the War of eighteen twelve. That could be interesting. That could be as well. Well, <laughs> no, well, don't they have? There's a couple of American ones that are being produced at the moment that are uh, to do with the Civil War. Um, you know, musket wow. shots and everything like that. So, really? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I do because that uh, it's like War of Rights or something. Um, yeah, it's a Civil War eighteen sixty two. Uh, first-person shooter or squad-based shooter. Um, wow. Yeah, Civil War. You've got you know muskets and oh, not muskets, but like you know um, lead, you know one-shot lead rifles and all that kind of stuff. And um, cool. 
There's also uh, a game being produced at the moment by their ex-modders, um, and they're doing this completely free. It's not a free-to-play, but the game will be completely free. It doesn't have a release date at the moment, but it's called Traction Wars. Um, what they're trying to aim to produce is a World War II squad-based game where it's recreating uh, specific battles of World War II. Um, they're doing the game... They're releasing the game in uh, different chapters. The first chapter will be focused on uh, Pegasus Bridge, which was the conflict um, between German, uh, Germany and England. So we'll get to see you know, all the... England paratroopers, you know, fighting, you know, this giant bridge and everything like that. And so they'll hopefully be pulling out some really cool World War II stuff um, and to bring that genre kind of back, which is really nice. Mm. And you're all farmers, so that's why yeah. it's called tra- Tractor Wars. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, I did also get a chance to check out that new Rick and Morty uh, iPad game. The, what's mm-hmm. the, I can't remember what it's called, but... Uh, Pocket Mortars. Pocket Mortys. Mortys, that's it. Uh I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, there's a lot of like microtransaction-y kind of like buy all this, buy chits, oh, no. and, chits and blitz tickets, uh... and I don't know what they're spent on or anything like that. And it just feels kind of. I hope it's nothing. I hope they just have these in-app purchases that just make a number of currency go up that you can't That'd spend on. That, that would be hilarious. But I don't know. So like in a Pokemon game, you've got. For those who haven't seen it or checked it out, it is more or less a Pokemon game where rather than collecting little monsters, you're collecting different Mortys from different universes to battle them, Um, (laughs) which is, it's pretty funny. So you get a whole bunch of different weird looking Mortys that all have like, it works on like a rock, paper, scissors mechanic rather than elemental kind of damage. Um, Whereas like each character is either rock, paper or scissors. Um, are they themed? Are the rock paper scissors no, themed? Is anything? No, it's rock paper scissors. Okay, sure. This character oh. is rock. This character is scissors. This character is paper. That's super honest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, so you you start a Pokemon game, you get through Pallet Town, etc., etc. You get your first Pokemon. You have a chance to buy um, all your like Pokeballs and everything like that. So when you first you know, go out, you can start catching all your Pokemon, right? Um, this you. are Put into like the first kind of zone, um, and it's a lot less. It's a lot less uh, free flowing than say like Pokemon. It's not as open world. It's like you're in this zone. Do the objectives here, then you go back to the hub world. Um, you don't get your, uh, I guess, quote unquote, Pokeballs. So you're given like all these chances to catch, you know, these Mortys, but you can't actually catch them. And I don't know whether you'll be able to go back to previous locations and catch them. Or you lose them forever, because there's only you know four or so Mortys on the on in the actual map. Because it's not as random encounter. It's you know you see these these Mortys on the map, and you know you go after them. So yeah, I don't know. I'll check it out a little bit more. But first mm. impressions is a little bit uh, skew if I guess. Has it got good jokes in it? Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> so far. Not so far. Like I would have liked. There's there's voice acting in the actual battles, but. I don't know. It just doesn't feel as Rick and Morty as I would want it to be. That seems like a real missed opportunity. Yeah, like I feel like (laughs) they released previously Jerry's game, right? Uh, Which is in one of the episodes, he's just, Jerry's just typing balloons. I feel like that works because it's something dumb from the TV show and it's funny because it's just a dumb game. But I don't know, this this is a little bit strange. 
Well, they had on the web before their, uh, their, their like, rushed, <laughs> rushed licensed adventure. That, which... yeah, that was pretty good too. Yeah, that was, that mm. was really strong in, uh, because a lot of it was just normal, like on the show, just dialogue between Rick and Morty as they, as you're doing these adventure game puzzles. And that, that felt really good, but yeah, we'll see. I'll play a little bit more and I'll let you guys know next week how I found it, because mm-hmm. I only put maybe 10 minutes into it, so I can't really judge it correctly. Cool. Maximus. Yeah. Maxwell. What have you been um, doing, son? So, speaking of free-to-play licensed games, I, oh, uh, I, I've i been sort of binging through Jessica Jones. Yeah, I'm nice. finally catching up, and I decided that kind of wanted to play something Marvel-ish, ish. Um, and so I booted up Marvel Heroes 2015. Yeah, I realised cool. I actually I actually used to have an account. Um, I had I haven't played that since like launch. So yeah, I remember it being super rough at launch. It yeah. seems like to have really gotten its feet now. Um, yeah. There's still some strange things about it. Uh, it seems pretty generous, uh, at least from the outset. I don't know how it gets. Uh, gets on once you put 10, 20, 30 hours into yeah. it. But, um, yeah, at the start, you've got an access access to, like, a massive stable of heroes. You can just oh, only cool. take them from levels 1 to 10, um, which, is, which is really cool because it meant I could sort of play around with heroes that I wouldn't want to buy, like Squirrel Girl or Iron Man, yeah. and just sort of see how they play Ant-Man. Um, yeah, and, and, I mean, it, it, it seems pretty competent. Um, I play like a lot of Diablo 3 intermittently and I have to say like there's something about the sort of the mechanics of the game that work much better for a fantasy world where it sort of it makes a bit of sense that you're picking up boots off the goblin or whatever that you just killed Um, whereas when Ant-Man kills a Hydra grunt and then picks up the the Ant-Man mask Mm. that the guy just dropped it's (laughs) Right, Ant Man. He was a really big fan of Ant Man, dude. Yeah, and it's like Thor isn't constantly changing up his costume. It's not like, oh, I got some, you know, better gloves of thundering or whatever. <laughs> this isn't something that mm. happens. And he does much less. He doesn't pick up crafting items while he's out in the field. <laughs> go back to Avengers Tower and then, you know, build some new hammer or something. It, it just seems yeah, it's weird. Yeah, there's sort of an uncomfortable amount of dissonance there. That it, it, I mean, this is part yeah, of how I it, felt about when I first played the Old Republic, the yeah. new Star Wars MMO. Yeah, and I was just being a smuggler, and they put me in this city where, in like a in World of Warcraft or something, it would be oh, there's like wild animals here, there's like boars and like goblins and stuff. But in this Star Wars game. They were all, like, gang members, so instead of, like, <laughs> these are supposed to be, like, people that have, like, lives and stuff, <laughs> but they're acting just like wild animals, and so yeah. they're, they're just, like, popping, they're just popping into the world and existing and just fighting forever, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's the same when you start as a Jedi, you know, you're just fighting, like, dudes that are just trying to, like, come out and, like, destroy this little town outpost, but and I guess that kind of makes more sense, but... You as you progress a little bit further, it's just yeah the same thing. It's just bandits and and you know all that kind of shit. So yeah, I, I, 
I don't understand why that's the case. Wouldn't they have all the? Wouldn't they have like a hub for the cities and then have all the enemy units on like different planets for quests and stuff? Yeah, they do. But I don't know. Okay. It, it just, especially when you're going through like Jab, like the Nashadar and all that kind of stuff. You know, the Hut Cartel. You just get mm. guys that are just fighting. Just bandits yeah. upon bandits upon bandits. Yeah. And, I guess the, the core problem of it is, it's just, like, what we're trying to say is, it's just not like the movies. Yeah. You know, or it's not like the comics. It just doesn't, like, yeah. it's putting a type of game with all the things, like, whether that's an MMO or a Diablo-style uh, action RPG, and yeah. bringing all those things, and it just doesn't quite work i mean like it's like if you guys saw there was a whole bunch of gameplay that came out for the division yeah um this week mm. and uh which looks more and more like destiny like a sort of third person destiny because and the reason i say that is because um you have a lot of like real bullet sponge enemies who can take a whole amount of like firepower where in Destiny, that actually works quite well because they're sort of aliens and stuff. With The Division, it feels like it doesn't quite fit, like that genre doesn't quite fit that theme, where it's like if you shoot a human dude in the head and half his health bar, bar goes down and he doesn't sort of recoil or anything. It, I don't know. It, it seems like there's these sort of popular uh, genres that people try to take on and then think of a sort of a theme to put on it afterwards. Yeah, that sucks, because I, I would much prefer uh, The Division as a theme, but if it doesn't like, if it doesn't feel right, that's just yeah. weird. I yeah. don't know, but like, it kind of works, because Borderlands kind of has, you know, you're just taking on dudes that scavengers and stuff like that, and they're humans as well, but... Yeah, it's an I RPG think RPG at the end of the day. And... Borderlands was helped by a real sort of cartoon aesthetic. Yeah, sure. Whereas the division has a sort of like a sort of realistic look about it. it I mean, like I'm not. I, you could probably get up that amount of sort of suspension of disbelief in a player where it's fine that they're headshotting a dude over and over and he's sort of down to seventy five percent health after that. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that there's not fun to be found in any of these games, but it yeah, can just course. be a bit like you got to take you out of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But so, is is Marvel Heroes worth going back and checking out? Uh, yeah, I'd say it definitely is. I don't know if I'll stick with it. Um, Diablo just brought out a new 2.4 um, patch, and it looks really exciting. They that's a, like a, a classic Blizzard thing of just adding in more and more content and supporting a game that, in a lot of ways, like they're not making. I doubt they're making a whole amount of new sales off the base game or the expansion for that. They added in a new zone, new enemies, new. They keep having these seasons where, you know, you level up a new character and they'll have separate like sort of armor sets and stuff exclusive to the season and stuff All like right. that. Like, well, I, I haven't played that either, you know, since, like, opening, uh, or since, like, the first, I, I, you know, I fully leveled a Witch Doctor and then put it down, yeah. didn't a check again, out any expansions. I'd say, again, like, like Marvel Heroes, since opening, that game has gotten much, much better. Right, They've so really worked it. on um, how the loot system works and how they've gotten rid of the real money auction house. Yeah, um, cool. And, and they did, like, some great things, like, they had, I think when the... They overturned the loot system and made it much more um, friendly and sort of 
like like you just get a lot more drops that are interesting and cool. Uh, they basically said, oh, and we're going to add in just for this weekend or whatever. Everyone gets a plus 100% drop rate for legendaries or whatever. Oh, and then wow. after that weekend, they said, no, nah, we're going to keep that. Everyone seemed to like it and <laughs> like it, it works. So we're just going to keep it. And they have, and it's really like, it's really made that game like what it is today, which is like just something that I keep coming back to because, you know, you get bigger numbers cooler yeah. weapons yep. and and you look cool as well when you get you know get looks new stuff so cool yeah <laughs> yeah um apart from that uh uh i haven't really been playing a lot i did get um the other night i got really a bit plastered and i think i might have done a bad thing and hopped on steam and bought sniper elite 3 mhm mhm and then i played it <laughs> I played it the next day, and I don't like Sniper Elite 3. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Is that the one that has like, the, has, like, the slow bullet, and then it, like, turns into a skeleton, and you shoot him yeah, in the nuts and stuff? that's the it's one. It's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm it... so sorry, buddy. The thing, you know what ruined it for me? It's, so, What's that? Sniper Elite is... It's a sort of sniping game. It's a third-person shooter, uh, sneaking around. It's set in World War Two. This one particular one's set in uh, North Africa, um, and there's a lot of sort of stealth relocation and sort of sneaking around and taking out guards from behind. Um, and it's unfortunate. It came out in 2014. Um, I think in, around the middle of 2014. And it had the fortune back then of not coming out in a world where Metal Gear Solid Five exists. Right. And Metal Gear Solid Five has done a somewhat similar thing to Sniper Elite 3, but, like, just controlling the character in Sniper Elite 3 is just... It's just a disaster. Because yeah, right. it's so clunky and slow and difficult and... That's how I feel about all the Assassin's Creed games, you know, after I hadn't played an Assassin's Creed since, like, number two, and then Kevin let me have a bit of a borrow of uh, Black Flag, and as amazing as the, the ship mechanic, like, the sailing mechanics and everything, I struggled the whole time just getting a character from point A to point B, you know, after playing Metal Gear Solid. I was like, why aren't I just crouching behind this and hiding <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it's, it's kind of spoiled this, but... Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'll play much more of that. I think I've got sixty minutes on Steam apparently, and <laughs> yeah, I don't. Right. I think that might be that that fifteen bucks gone. So. Uh, apart from that, I've been finishing up Dying Light, and uh, that's been good. There's a couple of frustrations there. Just some sort of weird lost saves not coming up, and uh, just that. Yeah, it just keeps going. I can't believe that game is still going. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I just want to finish it at this stage. Yeah. And I don't even know if I'm really enjoying it anymore. I just want to finish it. Yeah, right. That's not a good sign, huh? You want to see that story wrap up. I really... I, yeah, that's... No, I don't. <laughs> I, just, I just want the, the percentage bar in the inventory menu to say 100% story. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I could get a mod so it says that. 
<laughs> yeah, you could just cheat your way there, and then you don't have to go through the arduous process. Oh, it is arduous. <laughs> Speaking of arduous, Jace. Uh, what? What? <laughs> what, what is you, that? What have you been playing? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tell you about Arger. If you want to hear about some Arger, I've been um dared by a friend, a friend, uh, Justin. He has dared me to double doggy dared me, so I can't stop it. Of um, I have to play all of the Sonic games, even the worst ones. Ooh, that's uh, hard. From the top. Yeah, it with is. The werehog? At least. Yep. Even that one. The werehog. I bet that one's... one where he has a sword. That one's pretty fun. Is it? No, it's not. Yeah, no, it is. No, it's not. But, um, I've been... So, I've started from the top. I played through Sonic. Sonic's fun. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog. You run and run, and it's a good time, and you go through the levels. It's not really that good, but it's alright. And then you play uh, Sonic 2, and you're like, alright, everyone loves Sonic 2. Let's mm-hmm. play a little mm-hmm. bit of this. And I, I liked Sonic 2 when I was a child, and, um... It looks very pretty, and the music's good, which is why I think people liked it. I still pick it up uh, because I still that, it every now and then. Uh, that game's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that game's. <laughs> I hate it. Like it's. Uh, I used to love this game, but um, it's. The, it feels like. Okay, so it's a lot harder uh, than the original Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a natural progression for a video game series. Of course, they get harder, but it feels like it feels different from something like a, a good platformer like Mario, and that. You usually in Mario, you know why you died. Like you're like, all right, that's my fault. That's my call. I should have seen that guy throw that hammer or something like that. But in Sonic, it feels like the level is working intentionally against you, so you die. So there will just be like an invisible spring that'll bounce you into a spike, and you just lose all your rings. Uh, and you need those rings uh, to do special stages. Don't even get me fucking started on that bullshit. Like, <laughs> okay, so the, the special ones. Yes, it's the half pipe ones. So the ones in Sonic are are fine. It's like random and it's stressful, and you bounce around and birds are turning into fish in the background for some reason. It's really fucked up. But um, in the second one, it's just the worst. You go through this half pipe and you you have to collect rings, but you don't know when the rings are gonna come up and where they're gonna be, so you just have to remember. And, to add insult to injury, for that game you have Tails following you around. And if you have Tails there in the half-pipe game, he follows you about like a, a single second after. So you'll move left and then a second later, Tails will move left. And if Tails gets hit by like a, an object or something, like gets hit by a spike in those, uh, those levels, he loses the rings you need to uh, progress through the bonus zone and get the emerald. So basically, it's broken because you can't <laughs> right. you can't account for both you and tails. So what you have to do to beat those levels is go into the options and turn tails off, and that's the only way. And it's still really hard because <laughs> that game's fucking awful, and I hate it so much. I don't want to play it anymore. It's I it's the I, and if you if you lose, this is the worst part. If you lose the special stage, you have and you know you've lost it. Like, the emerald shows up, like, it comes up at the half pipe, and if you get it, it gives you a big thumbs up, Sonic's giving you a thumbs up, and, um, it comes up to you, the emerald comes up to you, and like, oh, you want me? Oh, here I am, here, come and get me, and then he just, like, goes, oh, no, you didn't get it, oh, I'm sorry, it might as well just be a big picture of Sonic's glove flipping you off or something, um, (laughs) I've thrown my controller, (laughs) 
<laughs> I hate, I hate, I have to beat it though. So maybe I'll like it by the end. Maybe it'll be like some kind of Stockholm weird relationship syndrome. where I, well, yeah, Stockholm Syndrome where I come to love Sonic 2. I can suggest, like the rest of you. I can suggest a, uh, a lovely Sega game uh, that Kevin and I have very, very fond memories of. If you'd like to play it. Uh, Alright, sure. I love Vector Man. Uh, Gain Ground. What's that? It's <laughs> Gain Ground rules. Gain Ground is the fucking bomb. Kevin, why didn't you explain this one for us? Okay, so Gain Ground it was like this weird arcade game. Um, it's kind of... It seems really like... It, like, it seems... Kind of like... Game maker, gamey, yeah, like you just too. Mm-hmm. you just have like dudes, and you can just walk in four directions and then just like shoot, and that's kind of it. But uh, because of this slow pace, it gets really like it gets like really like tactical. <laughs> so there's like these levels that have been they're just one screen levels, but they're just full of dudes. And then there's, like, tied-up dudes for you to pick up, and then you get that guy on your team. And, it, like, it comes down to weird stuff, like, this guy is, like, right-handed instead of left-handed, mm. so he can throw a javelin mm. around this corner. And there's all these, like, exciting things that you do, but it's all really contained on that one screen. You've got dudes that can, like, arc rockets in, like, a... a you can hit targets above you rather than right in front of you. Um, that game's so. Yeah, yeah, you're going through like you're going through time, and so eventually you start off with dudes like javelins and rocks and stuff, and eventually get like machine gun dudes, and then like Robocop. <laughs> yeah, no, but you can pick Quite up. Cool. You can pick up like the first three characters. One of them's got a gun and grenades. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's again you get that cool samurai that like has that sword and just picks people up into uh, water. Tor- uh, tor- uh, yeah, like magic samurai dudes as well. So good. <laughs> the story for it is that like world, like the world has been at peace for so long that like the the world government is worried about what happens if like aliens come or something, and we're not ready to fight. And mm-hmm. so they invent like a matrix just for military training, and then uh, the matrix goes wrong, and so. Oh, no. They have to send people in. <laughs> Gain Ground. Alright. That it's sounds pretty so good. good. Gain Ground is a great name. Yes, it is. <laughs> as well. That yeah, you play, you play right. two-player rules. Yeah, we did a lot mm. of that. And then we also played a lot of Bonanza Brothers, which was fun. Oh, I like a good Bonanza Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, back to my filibuster about Sonic 2. No, I'm, I'm actually done. <laughs> That's, that game's... I'll finish it at some point and I'll have to talk about the rest of those... Fucking games. At least Sonic 3 is pretty good. But um, other than that, man, uh, I was just thinking earlier about Civil War games. And I've been thinking about going... Look, Max, if you want to play a Civil War game, you'll love this game. Kevin Stott knows of this game. It's called uh, North vs. South. It's in Nintendo <laughs> right. Entertainment System. And it's a two-player game where one plays at the North and one plays as the South. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to, like... You got this map, and it's got, like, different games in it. So, like, if you encounter a South troop on the map, you got to, you know, have, like, a gunfight. And it doesn't control very well, but it's cool. And if you... And there's, like, train lines that carry gold and shit that you, uh... That 
you can control. And if you go on the train, you have like a, a side-scrolling rooftop time where you've got to jump past the train and take control of it. You, are you just reading the back of the box right now? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm describing it from my memory. And also, if you are on the title screen, uh, Kevin knows this very well as well because it's the best part of the game. There's a dude with a camera and it's, for some reason he's looking towards the title screen so you just see his big butt and uh, like it's one of those old school cameras where he's got his head under the like blanket and um, uh, you can poke him in the butt and he goes, ow! <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> the Civil War. It's <laughs> got... It's, North vs. South has pretty good graphics I think for an S game but also yeah, I have I've never I've been able to understand how it works or play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's real difficult. I, some, like... Sometimes I've managed to be able to go from the map into a fight. Uh, I don't know how. It just like I mash buttons and it happened. <laughs> and then when I'm in a fight, I've just got no idea what's going on. <laughs> you need to read the manual, dude. I guess I do. Um, but but other than that, I haven't been playing too much. I recently picked up uh, for like ten bucks uh, at a store. I picked up the Mass Effect trilogy, and I've never played any of those games. So I started playing the first one. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I haven't played too much of it. I just because I've been doing like the side quests like an idiot. I haven't started too much of the main storyline because I've just been doing all the side quests and just going on planets. Mm. And it's it's cool, but like a lot of those side quests turn out to just be like, oh, there's a, there's a transmission coming from here. Yeah. Oh, they're dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. That's kind of that, I guess. <laughs> but some of, it's it's neat. I like it. I like my lady character. She's pretty cool. Oh, um, we'll see how that goes, I guess. It should be fun. It's very I've heard those games are very expansive and a lot of space adventures. I had a problem with like good. armor choice and everything in those games. I felt like they always uh the armor choice was just so small and I wanted to make my guy a cool badass space rogue, but um all the armor looked exactly the same, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're really fun. They're great. A good cool. time. I can't wait to play more. It should be... Yeah. So, um, that's all my games. Fantastic. So, so, I had a chance to play your game of the week. Um, oh, yeah. We uh, played um, The Uncle Who Works at Nintendo by Michael Lutz. Uh, you can play it at correlatedcontents.com. What did you guys think of this game? cool experience yeah I, I, I actually loved it joey would, would you, you say that it is charming i wouldn't say it's charming because <laughs> um, that was the challenge that was the challenge and jc won but um no i i would actually say this game is charming <laughs> well i like the first time i played it i had i didn't have anything to say about it. i was like what is this it's just so strange but like you know i played a I played a couple different run-throughs of it i wanted to get all the different endings and Mm-hmm. For like a really, for like just a pure kind of text adventure, it's kind of unnerving and creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So like, pro- like credits. Yeah. Yeah, it, I enjoy. Like at the end of the day, I think I kind of enjoyed it. You know, it was it's weird, uh, but creepy. Um, and you know, we all had that one friend that did say their uncle worked at Nintendo when you were, were younger. So. <laughs> You know, um, did yeah. you have a friend where you went to their house and it seems like they just hate you and you just hate each other? No, yeah. oh, they like don't, don't talk to each other. It's really weird. It is. I actually had a friend uh, who 
it was this weird relationship. I don't know what was with me and my friends when we were kids, but, like, we didn't like each other at all. And he just, like, bullied me. But for some reason, I was his friend. And he uh, said his uncle worked at Nintendo. And we had this exact same relationship of me sleeping over his house and him kind of disliking me being there and just playing games. It was actually unnerving. And then a spooky uncle came. Yeah, and then his uncle came and ate me. It was really (laughs) weird. (laughs) Yeah, I thought... uh, What did you think of it, Max? I I thought it was really cool. And I think that... The text was great, but the sound and like the sort of the like minimal amounts of art really helped as well. Mm. But it did, so yeah, it the did sound really, was really effective. It did really like evoke. Like I remember like going over to friends' houses and you know just playing mm. games and like and you know you their parents being a bit weird and like just sort of yeah. stuff like that and the sort of things that you notice as a kid like like you notice my best friend was called Michael in the game. And it's like, mm. Michael's house, like, it makes you kind of uncomfortable to notice how n- much nicer his house is than yours and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. oh, that is sort of like, it does sort yeah. of take me back. Like, not necessarily that exactly, but just sort of noticing different things about, like, another kid's family yeah, or their yeah. house that just makes you a bit uncomfortable yeah. and a bit weird. Mm. Yeah, for To real. me, that came in as... That came as... That sort of seemed charming to me, how it sort of captured that feeling and also for some reason the thing that did it most for me was seeing the like um when you're in the the house and you're playing games the picture has that kind of bluish like crt glow wash on like the clock and stuff in the background yeah and uh like the sounds of the like nintendo 64 games and stuff that Mm. all uh seemed really like evoked that era a whole lot as did the text and and the conversations between the boy and and your characters uh you know thought processes about the house definitely so you went again joey uh, even if you didn't know it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i really like that whole nostalgia thing like the whole time i was playing it again like max said you know you're thinking i could pinpoint specific you know points in you know my childhood you know with a with certain friends you know be playing games for all hours of the morning and the the house would just be dead and you know you could go just you remember it's just weird things in different rooms of their house and yeah it's mm. it's kind of cool like that um yeah. yeah did you guys uh if did if you guys 100 percent of the game did you guys read um any of the essays kind of things uh michael lutz put in the game no no yeah i read all the author note stuff me too what did you think kevin i thought it was good cool. i kind of i disagree about one part where Who's talking about like you can find the like essence of the thing that's scary in a horror story if you take away all the horror elements and then there'll be something about what's left right. that is scary and kind of opens up the door to it being a horror thing. Uh, but then his mm. kind of uh, conclusion was that there was something kind of inherently hostile about games, which. Right. I don't know if I agree with. I think I think in terms of that, it's it's because it's a group like a, a evil Nintendo sixty four game in the same camp as something like Bart is Dead or something, mm. where yeah. it's about uh, it's about something that happened in the past, and what if like the kind of ultimate powerlessness is if something 
in the past has like already happened because you can't do anything about it. Like if you yeah. live next door mm. to a murderer or something when you were a kid, mm. that that is a scary thing. Like you, if you didn't know it at the time, but you knew now. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. That is pretty mm. scary. Yeah. Um, I, I but so do you disagree with the with game the nature I, of games I, being I inherently scary? I think that I think that they do have there is stuff, especially in early three D. In something like Mario 64 or Ocarina of Time, you can, yes. you know, there's like mods and stuff out there at the moment that you can just, you just take out sound, you can like take out music and add a few extra things and it becomes intensely creepy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't actually read it yet. I've bookmarked it. But he, um, in the game, he sourced some of his inspiration. One of them was on the, uh, an S, like a, a, an article on the, scary nature of like glitches and stuff like that from older games and i think maybe that was also what oh, he was referring to but um i'm not sure but um i actually one part i thought was really interesting uh, that i agreed with i didn't think he was going to write it was that the idea that as you play it the first time you play for the game it's um real it's this creepy dude and he eats you and it's really scary mm. but as you play through it more and more times uh he be- uh, the uncle becomes progressively less scary as you're playing it and, and so you're able to, to sort of conquer him, in a sense, which I thought was really cool. That was a clever way of designing that. Yeah, sure. I think. But I liked it, and I thought the end was actually, if you got the, the true ending, was really heartfelt and kind of nice. I had to end that. Yeah, I, I'll ask you about that after, cause, um, so we don't spoil anything, but I want to know if I got the true ending, so... I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of confused about what exactly happened in that. Yeah, it's actually been about a week since I've played it, so I don't actually yeah. remember why the thing that happened happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the the actual the end of the game is is nice, I thought. But um uh yeah, it was cool. I liked it a lot. I think it might be one it might be my favorite Twine game I've played so far. Yeah, right. Alright, so in conclusion, what did everyone think about the Uncle Works in Nintendo? I really liked it. Yeah, it's different, it's cool. It was a neat, atmospheric treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I actually um, went and played another one of Michael Lutz's games after this. I played... I can't remember what it was called. It was something like My Father's Long, Long Legs or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that <laughs> yeah, one. Kevin played that one as well. That was not nearly as scary. But it was kind of oh. like I don't know. Yeah, it's it wasn't it wasn't as scary, but it was it was still good. It's, it's interesting, mm. and I yeah. But I it did sort of make me look around for other um sort of uh, like text based games like that, and I actually downloaded Twine, so um yeah. might have a look around with that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I really I really found it intriguing. I didn't I didn't think about like a text game going that far with all mm. the sound effects and stuff and sort of making like such a compelling atmosphere yeah it did a really good job the the yeah. most unnerving part for me was if you i don't know if you guys all saw this because there's probably moments where you can't if you go into the kitchen earlier you just see the parents yes. just sitting yes. blankly at the kitchen table fuck Not that moving at all <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the worst i went and called my mum after that <laughs> 
Yep, so did I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to leave. <laughs> Max, you should make a twine game um, about how this podcast is haunted. <laughs> oh, no. I That's actually... I'm actually am making... I'm making a Twine game at the moment. Uh, it might oh, come out, awesome. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I played a I played a Twine game afterwards called Cat Petting Simulator, and <laughs> um, I actually had to stop playing it because it was really depressing. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it was like, oh, you can go pet your cat, and it's like sort of I don't know. It seemed like weirdly, it reminded me of some sort of erotic literature or something, how you were patting your cat. Like, <laughs> and, and and then it was sort of like, oh, you, the um the oven dings, and now you're going to go, like, turn over some, like, whatever they are, like, tater tots or something. <laughs> and then you're sort of thinking about how, oh, you don't want to turn them over too late. Lucky they didn't get stuck to the uh, the pan or anything, and it was just a bit depressing, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, our game of the week is a uh, cat petting simulator. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no, uh, but, um, okay, what would you guys rate um, the uncle who works in Nintendo? Uh, I'd give it a solid uh, seven Nintendo Entertainment Systems. All right. Kevin? I would give it uh, an uncle who works at Sega out of an uncle who works at Atari. <laughs> I don't want to meet the uncle who works at Sega. He's probably like, you know, real Christy. washed up. Real he's one of the, he's, it was like something out of that uh, Sonic Dreams. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he'll, he'll give uh, you the prototype for the next Total War. You never know. You can only hope. Um, uh, what about you, Max? I'd give it, uh, probably, uh, one out of, one call your mum and go home out of how many, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I found it really good, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it, uh, at least 46, um, uh, different, uh, Nintendo prototypes that I own and no one else owns. Because my uncle works at Nintendo, you guys. Oh my god. You're so lucky. Yeah, I've got the dolphin. I've got the one that plays Super Mario 128. It's awesome. Oh, you're so lucky. I know, right? I'm so lucky and privileged and, and happy. Okay, so I guess we should um should move on to the next segment, which we've is got called... We've got to say our next, we've got to say next, our next game of the week. Game. Yeah. Uh, what, doesn't that go at the end? It can, well, it goes at the uh, end Fine, of... fine, fucking flip the script on me. I don't care. Flip the script. Talk about the next game of the week. Go ahead, Joey. Talk about the next game of the week. Uh, so, for the next game of the week, I chose Jotun, which is a hand-drawn action exploration game. Uh, you play as a Viking who's died in inglorious death and needs to prove herself to the gods that she's worthy to enter Valhalla. So, um, it looks really pretty. Uh, looks really fun to play. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. Awesome. Very cool. So we'll check that out. You guys can check that out too. I believe it's on Steam. Is it on any of the consoles or just uh, on the I computer? don't actually know. I know it's a kick, it was a Kickstarter um, mm. and it was very successful and now it's out on, you know, um, the the Steam. All right. Well, you can you can grab it on Steam then. It should yeah. run on, on most things. So you can check that out. Yeah. So um, it should be fun. Now, let's finally... All right. Are we getting back? Are we going to change anything else here, Kevin? Are we going to... 
The saying know? what saying what the next game is can go at the end of what the last game is, and it can go at the end of the podcast as well. Look, we can also we can also let our viewers and listeners and fans vote. They when they want to actually hear it at the end of our game of the week or at the end of our. Uh, That's right. Like, comment, yeah. and subscribe if you want exactly. to hear it at the end of the show. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> one share equals one prayer. Exactly. <laughs> yes. For those Sky Pirate boys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, close out the show now with uh, a little bit of Pitch That Game. You know what it's Alright. So, uh, because I chose the game last week, uh, I will. I have chosen the names, and uh, here you go, you guys. You have a great staple here. Um, are you all ready? Uh huh. Yes. Ready. Okay. Good. Great. Um, so the first game is called Androids and Twisted Dreams. That's the first game. Okay. The second game is called Crown Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh-huh. third game. Is called Just Evolution. Just Evolution. And those are all the games. Yep. Wait, is it called so whoever, Evolution? Whoever gets that one is going to have a hard time. It's just it. called. It's just called Evolution. No, no, Just Evolution. Just Evolution. Okay. Yes. Here, I'll put them. All right, so you can all read them. And uh, so, first, we're going to guess uh, my favorite. Uh, what my what Sonic character I'm thinking of. So we'll start with Kevin. Biggs the cat. I was gonna say Biggs the cat. Well, you didn't get to go well, first, did you? Damn it, Jace. You're wrong. You all thought I'd be thinking of Biggs the cat, but I'm not. Joey, what am I thinking of? Uh, I can't remember any other Sonic characters. This is um, I this is unfair that I went first. We have to all guess, and then you say which one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay, fine, fine. You get another guess if you want to make it so you have a privilege. I don't have a privilege. I have an equal footing with everyone else. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Okay, I won't say what it is now. I've changed the character I'm thinking of. Okay. Kevin, right. what am I thinking All right. of? Tails doll. Tails doll? Okay. Well, if you, that's the, there's, a, there's a thing. It's like in Sonic Races or something. <laughs> Alright. It's like the Tails version I, I of I may metal, or may not be thinking Sonic. of Tails doll. Right. I'm guessing you're not seeing as you haven't heard of it. Well, you don't know. I might be. Who knows? I might have been faking you out right now. Joey, I hope so. what uh, am I thinking of? Knack the Weasel. Is that a All deep right. comic? Is that a deep comic? I have no <laughs> idea. I just looked up a list of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Yeah, that's uh, what that I'm doing. That is an Archie character, yeah. I believe. I I have a Wait, confession. Sorry, I, you... I, I don't really know any Sonic characters, Apart so I've had to... Sonic, Robotnik, Knuckles, and Tails. That's it. Oh, we're going to have a... After this, I'm going to name as many as I can. And there's also that oh, Amy gonna... Rose and Biggs the Cat, and that's it. Mm-hmm. This, this, It says well, here, Big the Cat. Or Big the Cat. God, get it right, Joey. Well, <laughs> you know. There's Vector, the crocodile. Yep, Vector's cool. I uh, I think you mean Croc 3D. Max, what'd you guess? Uh, um, uh, look, I mean, is it Vector? 
the crocodile. It actually is Vector. It's Vector. Nice! So Max goes first. Looks like this boy's got crown zone. God damn it. (laughs) No, no, actually, I changed my mind. Just evolution. It's like just dance. But no, um... (laughs) (laughs) Alright. No, I, I, I think... What needs to happen? So I know RTSs have kind of gone out of style, but uh, I was thinking, an old school RTS, uh, mm-hmm. where you control an ant hill. Um, yep. You're battling other ant hills or termites, and you can evolve your units to, uh, you know. Evolve your soldier ants to have cool horns and shit, or like to have like uh, acid bite and 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 shit like that. Um, you could evolve them to like have like fire ant soldiers and stuff. I'm actually liking the sound of this. Um, <laughs> you can like expand your ant hill and then like put defenses around it. You could you could get um maybe you could call in some like uh, some mercenaries who are like wasps or something. Could ride the wasps. Why are you so fixated on ants? <laughs> I saw Ant Man um, over the weekend, and I really liked Ant Man too. Like I was surprised. Uh, I Max didn't... also really is a big fan of ants, as has been established on a previous episode. So. <laughs> so yeah, I really think that this is yeah, this is cool. No, like like an ant hill, and then you're attacking other ants. Are you on drugs, Max? What's going on? What Doesn't is this? That t- isn't that cool Where's the to evolution you? come in? Well, you evolve your ant, so it's like an ant tech tree that's like an evolution tree. <laughs> and you can, like, evolve your ants. Like, oh, you want to evolve your working ants. They can actually, like, lift more stuff mm. or something, you know? Yeah. You, should, you should try Will Wright's Sim Ant. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty please, good. Please tell me that's a thing. It, yeah, is. it is. It totally is. It is. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, maybe just evolution's right, so... not the best. Not the best um name for it. But I really mm. want a game with ants. Don't you want? <laughs> <a game laughs> so it didn't ants? matter what you got. Even if it was Crown Zone, it would have been an ant game. You were yeah. ready to pitch an ant game. I just, I just pictured Max. You know, ever since like the last podcast, he's like, man, an ant game would be really <laughs> cool. And then no matter. No matter what title that he got, it was just going to be about ants. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ant, ants are good for ants are good for that kind of strategy game because there's so many of them. They can just round up and you know exactly. And also, that oh. ants are yeah. just categorically dope. <laughs> yeah, ants are pretty cool. <laughs> All right, man. What should we make? Uh, so is that is that just evolution, Max? Yeah, that's it. It's so defeated that we weren't as excited about ants. You could have like like, random encounters that happen out in the field. Like, oh, there's a caterpillar. Like, if you attack it and get it, like, you'll get all these extra resources and stuff. I'm not saying that it it sounds like a bad game. I just don't understand how it matches up with the name. Yeah. Maybe, like, that was something that happened. You know, like just an amateur a marketing department, you know? It's gone rogue. I, no, I see this as like a totally 
this game would be called Just Evolution. It comes out like in the early 2000s from like a German company that doesn't have a marketing department. <laughs> Look, the developers like, part of the a direct translation. <laughs> yeah, one of those thick uh, PC cases. <laughs> yeah, the developers wanted yeah. to call it Ant War, but um, <laughs> no, they weren't allowed to use the word no. war. <laughs> they weren't allowed to use the word ant. Yeah, yeah. Ants are illegal in Germany. I don't know if you guys knew. Yeah. Um. Oh man, what should we make the second game? Same one. For for you. I've got my same I've one. Got Sonic. My guess already. All right. I my guess is Rogue the Bat. Uh, my guess is Shadow the Hedgehog. Neither of you. <laughs> Which one of Correct. us is closer, though? Yeah. I, I can't tell you. My guess was Froggy. <laughs> I chose Froggy, Big the Cat's little friend. Well... Neither of you are close at all. <laughs> really. But I guess I'll have to pick my favourite <laughs> and go with Rogue the Bat. Yes. So, <laughs> I guess you win, Kevin. You... Okay, Crown Zone is like a, is like a <laughs> slick... Slick, like effects heavy. Sometimes it's sometimes it's. Uh, I haven't decided if it, if it's a fighting game or it's like a like a Devil May Cry kind uh-huh. of fancy fighter. And uh-huh. there's RTS elements, and you're kinda. We have all these characters that you can pick of. It's a competitive game. It's an esports game, and we yep. have all these characters like insane, like. Like some like fighting game stuff, like Guilty Gear, JoJo's Bizarre mm-hmm. Adventure, mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. Uh, character designs. They're all kings. <laughs> they're all kings, <laughs> and they're all battling. All these different kinds of kings: a tall king, a king who's uh, a tiny witch in training, <laughs> all right. uh, a king who is. Uh, like a a guy encased in clay, and he's he's a golem now. I like mm. it. And they all have their the backgrounds, armies. all their their states and the states and stuff like that. Yeah, it's where to, they're from. They're they like have a... all these. They have yeah. It's like his secret golem lab and mm. uh, cathedral. It's upside down, hanging off a cliff. Yep. And uh, when the battle starts, instead of saying battle start, is there just like a Japanese man saying in English, you are entering the crown zone. <laughs> yes, there is. That's <laughs> what, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and you are a dude and you have an army. And so you're kind of, it's like a 2D RDS. And so you're having dudes come out of your barracks and there's dudes coming out of your opponent's barracks. And they're all themed to your dude, and then you're like fighting on this on this big map, doing fighting game stuff, and you gain crown points, which you use to uh, extend your lineage, and then you pick you pick a new character, and that's the first character's child, and then you, there's a family tree, and then at the end, it tally up all the points. And that's who wins. Wait, so so with the child, do they have their own different sprites? How many children can you have? It's it's uh, it's it's a tough question, Jace. And I, I can't. <laughs> well, I need to be, know how this a, game's going to be well, made. That's a surprise, I've got a that's a surprise for when the game comes out. 
No, I'm not accepting that. You have a... Uh, okay, you have a... Uh, you pick a king and a queen. Alright. Oh, it's like a mishmash. Yeah. It's like Skylander's swap force. Yeah, it just picks... It picks one of the character's uh, sprites, and it picks the other one's color palette. Hmm. What about... Uh, whose fighting set does it get? Like, both of them? It gets a... It gets a matchup. Alright. It gets king's air... It gets the queen's ground moves and the king's aerials. <laughs> okay. Alright. Crown zone. Crown zone. Alright. So, Joey. Androids and Twisted Dreams sounds kind of up your alley anyway. Androids so. and Twisted Dreams is a... Uh, is a cinematic platform action-adventure. Much like Out of This World. If we know that game. All right. Where... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in a world where androids have been kind of outlawed because they're so destructive. You know, they're bad. They just, whenever they're produced, they just go on a massive warpath and destroy everything. And so you play as this, this scientist that's been tasked to get inside this, and this like, new batch of androids' head and figure out what's wrong with them. Um, so you get in there and you need to survive, but it's, this android is dreaming of a, he thinks he's human, but it's it's his view of humanity is just so wrong and broken. Joey, uh, are, you, are you just describing the plot of Blade Runner? No, I'm describing <laughs> uh, the episode of Futurama, where oh. they go to that robot planet, where they don't understand how humans work, and that's what they are. They think they're humans without understanding how they work. Uh, so, they think they need oil changes. They think they eat things that humans don't eat and so you need to you need to survive and try to blend in and not get killed in grotesque ways you know you've only got like one chance of being able to do like this certain platforming thing whereas you know you need to get up you need to get up to like this other room and press like a button to get down to this other room uh before it floods or something uh yeah that's all it is I didn't really okay. think think it through. It was just me ad living. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. That sounds like a good game. But um, Max, <laughs> you might need to correct something here. Does that sound a little bit like Soma? <laughs> um, I've got a confession, guys. I was watching the score, but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> like Green Bay's really pulling through here. And, uh, I mean, the Packers, that's right, Max. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is Wait, back playing? in it. What were we talking about? <laughs> Wait, who's playing? Is it the Cardinals and the Packers? Yep. Oh, cool. Um, uh, don't so worry about it, Max. In response to your question, head. I'd say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I think, I, just, I think he, it's just what he said, that he was, uh, he was, he was doing the episode of Futurama. I think yeah. he's also got uh, Fallout 4 on the mind a bit with that one. And I would yeah, say, probably. Joey, you kind of missed you missed some points there by not saying at the start. You just said "in a world" rather than "in a world," Should because I that. mean, this Shit. is this is right for uh, cinematic Rob's, storytelling, yeah. right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider narrator, or like serious <laughs> action movie narrator? I don't know. I think um, something along the lines of like in a world. Rob where... Schneider doing a serious think, voice because it's yeah, it's, not a, it's not like a it's not a serious swap, game. A swap see We should have like a swap. Like we have a serious trailer and then like a goofy comedy trailer and then we <laughs> swap the voices around. It's not. It's not a serious mm. game though. It's a. It's a dumb goofy game where you're finding out how robots think that we should be living. 
But it's a world where liberty is at stake and one man must rise. His name is Snake Pliskin. In a world where liberty is at stake. Friends friends on the trip of a lifetime. Snap to a Hawaii. Snap to a shot of an android getting kicked in the nuts to a hilarious sound. Like, you know. Um, guys, this, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Do you guys think that uh, Vince Vaughn looks like the f- like the fiber clone of Rob Schneider? Because they look so similar. I've never actually really kind of thought about it. So. You never put it together. Uh, <laughs> I, always, I, I always look at Vince Vaughn and imagine that his head must be really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that Frankenstein forehead. It's really big. Yeah, he's and got a big one. Look, yeah, it looks like a cement block with a face drawn on it. <laughs> Jesus, that's like the worst thing to say about a person's face. I don't really like Vince Vaughn that much. No one does. No, he's not great. No um, one does. <laughs> uh, he was fine in True Detective. But, I like I liked um, Dodgeball. We all do. <laughs> uh, so I've got a... I've got to choose here. I haven't chosen yet, but I'll just run through my thought process here. Uh, so, Androids and Twisted Dreams, you're just, you're just kind of borrowing from that Futurama episode, right? Yeah, totally. All right. Let's not, go, let's even... not lie. Let's just... <laughs> yeah. All right. Crown Zone has a really good name, and um, it, it's the most fleshed out out of the three, I think. I don't like the... I, don't, I really don't like... Think the the ancestry thing would really work too well in a, in a like, fighting game style. But, um... I think, you what, know. I think what you really should have gone for with Crown Zone is a rhythm-based dentistry game. <laughs> you gotta I, I really like the idea tooth. of kings on kings just duking yeah, it out. King, I, can totally imagine, I can totally imagine the totally overdone, like, cinematic at the start. Yeah, mm. and there's like king fatalities and stuff. <laughs> but um, I was I was picturing more to single player to be more like you know, like a game where you have like it's like a war game where you control other states and stuff like that, and you fight the other kings to control states. Mm. But um, man, I like I re- I Crown Zone is after my own heart because it's like a fucking like anime fighting game. But so Kevin Newell who was doing. <laughs> But there's also Just Evolution, which I really like for some reason. Ants, <laughs> I really ants, like that ants. he's just chosen this name for. What is <laughs> just Ant Game? It's like I don't want to. I don't want to like get rid of his this disillusion he's having, where he thinks this is a, this, like he just fought Max. He just thought this was such like a brilliant like. Call up the lawyers. Here we go. We're making a patent for Just Evolution. Okay, look, I'm going to start my own game studio and make this game. And when I'm a billionaire... No, no, I love it. (laughs) I've never heard someone so passionate about pitching a game. But, man, this is so hard. You could get, like, Um, cockroach mounts or something. Imagine that. (laughs) Man, I, I think Crown Zone takes it. It's the most fleshed out out of the three, mm. and I think it'd be the most fun, to be honest. 
Most so there you go, Kevin. No your first ants. win. Welcome yes, to true. the Crown Zone. There might be a... There might be Crowns all. Be really good. Yeah. Select your king is just a good sentence as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Crown Zone, newest game from Sky Pirate Studios, coming soon. <laughs> um, and that's that's gonna do the show. Uh, Max has lost interest. <laughs> you know what just... I'm gonna do? Just Evolution as a to- as a twine game. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there it you is. are That's an ant. A... That's all. There's no, there's no <laughs> options the first to click on or the anything. Game. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Imagine if you were an ant. Picture of an ant. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So that's going to do it for the podcast. I hope hope you enjoyed listening to this. I did. Fucking cluster fuck. <laughs> Best Let's episode see. yet. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I really. I don't know. I had fun. <laughs> uh, so, from all of us here at uh, at uh, Sky Pirate Studios, we wish you adieu. If you want, if you need to, if you need to contact us, if you want to, if if you want to listen, if you want to ask us questions, see where we're at, see what we're mm-hmm. doing, you can email yep. us at Kevin. Sky uh, yeah, podcastaways at skypiratestudios.com. What was yep. that again? Yeah, say it again, Kev. Skypart Studios. No, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast always well, at skypartstudios.com or Twitter at skypartstudio. And mm. if you want Kevin to say that three times uh, as fast as he can, all you need to do is just give us a tweet, give us an email, just let us know, and we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also contact us at babybruce.com. Our newest domain. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not really. Um. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Send us questions. Uh, uh. Look forward to the new game that will be out. You'll hear more details about it very soon. I think it'll be very exciting. Can't wait. So. Yeah. See you, everybody. Later. Have a good week, everyone. That wasn't me clapping, I was just clapping for fun. Yeah! Yeah, just a fun pre-show clap, you know. It's just like how on first-person shooters, if it's a multiplayer game, I like to kiss my teammates for good luck. By kiss them, <laughs> I mean run into their faces and yell kiss, kiss, kiss on microphone. How else do you oh, okay. kiss? Exactly. So we did that, we did that in... Did it make, like, payday? You know, yeah, like, we did like that in payday once. Kissing sound I kept on that a tradition. We kept trying to, we kept kissing people, and then some people were into it. But then there was this one guy who was definitely not into it. <laughs> oh no! And he kept trying to run away, and he was like, "Stop! Stop it! Stop trying to kiss me!" <laughs> Which just no. made us, just made me do it more. It was so funny. He was trying to run away. He's trying to scamper away from us, but. It's just one versus three of us. So. Taking very, Man. very seriously. <laughs>
Man, what's wrong with him? Everyone knows that before a, a traditional battle, you give your teammates a sweet kiss on the forehead. <laughs> That's what you do. I'm just like, mwah, mwah. There you go. There you go, Buster. <laughs> All right. <laughs>